you and I know that knife education isn't really a topic that people often study, but we use knives every day. What do people struggle to cut and waste time on? What works to avoid the dull knife syndrome? How to stop buying knives over and over and over? How to remove the chance trips to the emergency room and instead cut as safely as possible? Join me on my journey to helping knife users who have lived and relied on their own personal experience and truly help them to tap into the knowledge of thousands, making that transition from knife guessing and struggling to knife experts. Welcome back to another episode on Knife Shape as we continue this series here. Today we're going to talk about two different knives. The first one is quite variant depending upon the size you get, the company you get it from, and it's often commonly mistaken as a cheese knife and only a cheese knife, but it can be a lot more than that. All cheese knives kind of have a unique design that's really designed to make it so cheese texture and consistency doesn't stick onto the side of the knife. It does this because of the holes in the blade that are very typical of this type of knife that decrease the surface area when you're cutting. Soft cheeses don't stick nearly as much this way. The edge can be incredibly sharp, so hard cheeses are cut with precision, breakage is minimalized, cheese knives can be beautifully designed and used as serving tools. Some have a fork tip used to spear say even a tomato or just small cuts of cheese and carry them over to the Trisket or other cracker that you're using. While other cheese knives have an area near the tip that is flat for spreading the cheese. Although it looks like a traditional cheese knife, the knife is likely the sharpest on the list when you're getting the Cutco version of it. It has a micro de-edge. This is a special serration that cuts more easily as well as it is shaped in such a manner that it cuts two to three times easier on any soft, sticky, starchy foods. So potatoes, lemons, limes, tomatoes. Additionally, it does cut cheese in a way that other knives that are sold as cheese knives are put to shame on. Simply not understood by most until they own it, countless people have kind of claimed this as their favorite knife, not even knowing it's a cheese knife. Many of them will buy them as Christmas gifts and birthday gifts. Often when they're told it's called the cheese knife, they respond by laughing and saying that they use it for everything. Because it's one of the sharpest edges in the Cutco line, two more knives were actually created by the company to complement it. One is just a smaller version of the traditional cheese knife, such that when you're entertaining, it doesn't take the entire cheese platter up. The other variation has a sharp point at the tip, enabling it to be used on all sorts of things like cutting the tops of tomatoes and other items that the dull cheese spreading front part of the traditional cheese knife or the mini cheese knife just couldn't be effectively utilized for. Again, this tool is extremely dynamic. Now, if it's a cheese knife from another company, it's typically, I recommend, safe just to use it on cheese for the most part, maybe tomatoes. But if you're using the Cutco one, it is, I highly recommend, it is used for many things besides cheese. The next tool, the brisket knife today, is extremely long for the most part. A brisket knife can average in 12 to 14 inches in length. Unlike many knives, which taper to a point, this one maintains most of its dimensions throughout the blade, making it a perfect option to slice through a large boneless piece of meat. Its stability allows consistent cuts so that you can produce a platter of perfectly sliced brisket in short order. The knife's always uh, paired with like a cutting fork since the brisket's gonna need to be held in place while it's being carved. The goal here is a knife that can make even paper thin slices. Sharpness and shape are key for this knife to work in a spectacular fashion. The Cutco version of this, my, I, we have several friends in Texas that use this to make paper thin slices off on their meats. 
and the tool is about 10 inches long and it has either a double D edge on the blade there or a, sometimes a straight edge, unless you opt for the shorter version of it, which is about seven inches long. Depending on personal preference and the size of the meats that most people will cut, they'll pick between the two. I recommend the double D edge. I've utilized the deluxe carving set from the company uh, about 10 years ago was discontinued and the tools in that, although they do work, this is by far, I think, the best tool that's the most effective for cutting cooked meat. Thank you for joining today. If this episode did help you, then be sure to share it with someone else that you know will need it. That mission you and I share will only be achieved when we share with others what has helped us. That's what I'm doing with the podcast. Sharing with others spreads the knowledge. Appreciate you sharing and have a nice day.